You are listening to The Yoni Codes, where every week we explore the secret mysteries of the divine feminine through the reclamation of motherhood, entrepreneurship, and relationship. Through the gates of your yoni and held within your womb are secret codes that when activated, spark magic, healing, and rebirth. The Yoni Codes are the wisdom keys to harnessing your power, healing your lineage, and expressing your magic in the world. We believe that if every woman unlocks the Yoni Codes within themselves, the ripple effect will be the healing of our collective. I'm Melissa April. I'm Catherine Blanco. Let us dive into the mysteries together. Hey, Yoni Coders. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> to, the, to the Yoni Codes, in case you were wondering where you were. Um, we're here today to talk about the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, you heard it right. Get ready. <laughs> they out here. Yeah, they, they're out here. You actually might be a zombie. Hmm. Mm. Well, I think we've all been guilty of it and of becoming a zombie when it comes to technology. And that's sort of where we're going with this conversation is this overwhelming feeling of technology and its, its tentacles in everything and how it's taking over our lives and not only that but infiltrating our consciousness and Mm. tentacles Um, of technology I just love that I love that word (laughs) those words together (laughs) yeah and it's kind of scary like we of course if you've tuned into our conversations before Melissa and I do like to keep things a little bit lighthearted. you'll hear us giggling here and there however this is a pretty serious topic um and we want to dive in sort of explore this a little bit but also we're not experts on this (laughs) at all um what we're what we're our intention with coming to you with this conversation is more about opening up the dialogue and it's like a philosophical quandary yeah we're just curious about this and um, I sent Catherine a voice based on a conversation I was having with my husband on the weekend. And I was like, left mm-hmm. her this big, long two minute message. And I was like, <laughs> I want to talk about the consciousness of technology and like went into this big spiel and, and then kind of laughed it off. And then I was like, we were like, no, this is actually no. an important yeah. conversation to have because <laughs> we aren't talking about it. And yet we are so immersed in zombie culture. Yeah. I think this Mm. has come from a lot of like personal um, investigating, just curiosity around my own relationship with social media, with technology, like the, the obsession I have with like carrying my phone everywhere, even though I don't need my phone, like to go from upstairs to downstairs or downstairs to my front porch or, you know, like this obsession that we have that we feel like we need to be with it constantly tethered tethered to this brick of technology constantly yeah and it's like we're you know it it's the fomo culture it's the you know we're fear of missing out on something we're fear there's a fear that we're going to not that might be it actually like 
as humans, it's like we are meant to evolve. And there is a certain evolutionary process that happens over so many, like so long of a time span, but it feels like in the last hundred years, like evolution has had to speed up at lightning speed. It's like, we're not actually used to this. And I think this is maybe why we feel so like, it feels so crushing at times Mm -hmm. because we're forced into this evolutionary process to adapt to a world of technology and like the consciousness that is emerging from this technology at a rate that doesn't even make sense to our human body. Like our human bodies can't even hold this kind of energetic vibration. Totally. It's a, there's a lot coming at us. Um, we're consuming more than we're creating most mm-hmm. of us. Right. And the, the thing that gets me is that we're often not even aware of its hold on us until we sit back and, and think about it. Like, how often are you picking up your phone? How much time are you spending on technology? And when you put that phone down, what does it feel like to sit in your own thoughts? What does it feel like to be present to the moment? Sometimes it can feel overwhelming because perhaps you've been really involved with keeping up with social media and consuming, consuming, consuming. And it's like, wait a minute, where do my thoughts begin? And and, you know, like how much of this is mine and how much of this is what I've actually been sort of bombarded with without yeah. consent <laughs> on online. And I think this is where so many people get confused. Like mm-hmm. I experience this. I work with a lot of women who also experience like chronic confusion, like just confused about life you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. I I'm confused about this. I'm confused in life in general. Like I've said this, I've felt this, I feel this a lot actually. And I have to, you know, really sort myself when it comes to this confusion, but it's like, we're confused because we are surrounded by so much stimulus. And again, like our human brains aren't meant to take in this much. One of my friends was actually telling me there's I don't know where this is from again. So this is just, just a piece of information that could be true or not. (laughs) But she said that apparently we're only meant like as humans, we're only meant to like know and like be around like about 150 people. And so there's people who have 600, a thousand, 50,000, hundred thousand followers on social media or following, you know, huge amounts of people on social, thousands of people on social media and it's like the the village mentality crumbles once it becomes too big. The infrastructure of our our sense of community and belonging and togetherness starts to crumble when there's too many. Wow, it's almost like counterintuitive. Yeah, that you think that if you have a real big community online and on a, a large online community that you would feel more dialed into the village. But that's interesting to think that perhaps it's it's the opposite becomes true. That makes sense to me too, because true intimacy requires a lot more than a like on a photo or a comment on a reel, you know? (laughs) like Well, and it's a mind fuck because 
say you have 10,000 people following you, for example, but you only have 200 people viewing your stories. Mm. This is just an arbitrary, arbitrary numbers. Then you're like, where's, where's my community? Mm. Where are they? Where's my village? Why don't they like me? Why aren't they supporting me? Yeah. They're not showing up for me. That's probably what's running through the subconscious is like, it's not even like this vain thing that we're worried about of, I don't have enough likes. I don't have this, the following. It's like, there's a desperate longing for love and community and for togetherness. Yeah. Accepted and seen and heard. Yeah. It's a human need and it's necessary. It's a necessary part of our survival. And when that gets fucked because of social media, well, what are we to do? And this is just one facet of this whole technology space Mm -hmm. that infiltrates, digs its claws in, wraps its tentacles around us, sucks our life force and leaves us literally in the zombie apocalypse Mm. because there's nothing that we can do except turn our emotions off, turn off the ability to receive another perspective, right? Everything has become so polarized. Nobody can deny this. We're not allowed to have difference of opinions anymore. What is an opinion anymore? What is an opinion? (laughs) It doesn't even, you can't have an opinion unless your opinion fits in a certain narrative. Mm -hmm. And so no wonder we're turning into zombies because whoever we're talking about here, big tech, big pharma, big media, big, whatever, Mm -hmm. big corporations, they want us to be a certain way. They want us to think a certain way. They want us to treat each other a certain way. They want us to buy a certain way. They want us to make friends a certain way. They want us to talk about things in a certain way. And they want to keep us plugged in to technology so that they can continue to manipulate us, throw their ads in our face. And it's, there's like this disguise. It's like, it, cause it, it feels like we are consenting to this because we are the ones logging into these spaces, whether it be uh, an app on your phone or, or even just going on the internet, the web. Worldwide web. <laughs> Big old WWW. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah like it, it it's everywhere in that space and it feels like we're in control but we're really not we're really not we're not even in control of what's going to pop up in that in that realm thinking of like youtube ads and, and and things like that where just thinking of an example with my now teenager um, the reason why I don't let my little ones watch YouTube is because there was a time when she, I did let my teenager watch YouTube and then I sat there and these ads would pop up and they'd be very inappropriate. And she's watching a kid's video and this ad about a zombie <laughs> apocalypse movie will pop up, you know, like this lack of um, control and consent in that online realm is very prevalent. And it's sometimes it's not as obvious as like a scary movie popping up on a, on a kid's video. It can be more nuanced and subtle 
And how much of this are we like consuming and how is it shifting our brains? Exactly. And our brains are proven to be malleable and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not just a fixed mass. It's like, it's constantly changing. And there's only, we actually don't know very much about the human brain. Mm -hmm. We don't know what we're working with. And so we're doing all of these things, or we're allowing these things to be done on unto us, onto us. And we have no idea the actual impact. We're only now starting to see like depression and anxiety on the rise Mm -hmm. in, you know, college aged ones and, and even little kids, like the amount of little kids who are struggling with ADHD and, you know, depression and anxiety, like these anxious little kids running around. Why is this so? What are we doing? And I think about like the kids situation, they like, they know like how many times again, let me just see you all put your hands up with my ears um, at how many times you've like talked about something and then you like pick up your phone and all of a sudden there's an ad for the thing that you were just talking about. And you're like, Oh my God, oh my God. like half the time we don't even know. This is like such a funny example. Jim was talking about, he's like, Oh, I really need to get a ladder. Like we need to get a ladder for outside. We also, we need to get a little st- like step ladder for inside. And then all of this, <laughs> like the next day he had all these ads for like luxury ladders like luxury wooden ladders oh my um, yeah like one of a kind ladders and it was just like so hilarious but I'm like they know what we want okay. they, they know who we are they know our demographic so if you have a little kid watching a little kid show and they're putting these little nuanced things that are completely inappropriate mm-hmm. whatever that has to do with sexualizing our children mm-hmm putting, planting little things into their brains. Why do you think that's so? Who do you think that serves? Not us. That's for sure. It serves the fucking patriarchy and their fucking agenda at turning our kids into little zombies. Consumers. Yeah. Into consumers. consumers. Yeah. (laughs) Into consumers, how they, and, and, and keeping people in a box, keeping the little girls in a box, the little boys in a box Mm -hmm. with the assigned roles Mm-hmm. and places in society and that's what they do i just want to go back to um to just share <laughs> to our listeners that <laughs> i've had that happen as well with the ads because my kids can be really loud sometimes so i always get the ad for these like earbuds to like <laughs> block out like and it's directed to two moms specifically like here are these like loop um loop ear earbuds to like prevent kids sounds like so you can still hear your kids but it's not as loud I'm like oh my gosh like it happens all the time when I'm like that is <laughs> anyway, crazy like, it's like so crazy and it's like so like it's a very specific niche so I just like oh my god it's ho- okay it's hilarious and terrifying <laughs> but even with that like oh my gosh I could just chase down all of these rabbit holes like I just oh, I know, totally. down all of them but like with moms <laughs> especially like as a, a newish mother and experiencing like the portal that opened for me and like the brain did you know that 40 percent of your brain dies when you give birth <laughs> I don't know if that's the exact number, but there's like a big portion of your brain that like shuts down mm-hmm. um, because you actually have to go into a state of some psychosis to be able to care for yeah. a newborn. I was like wow. blown away. 
so my point being, it's like, you're just in this like state, this, like, I feel like like this blank canvas, just like this, like clay, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like you have all of these ideas of the world and you think, you know, who you are and what things are. And then all of a sudden you become a mother and you're just like this clay that can be shaped in any different way. And then you have people telling you your Google is like, here, buy these earplugs to drown out your baby's cries. Like, what is that doing to the brain and the the hormones of a mother as she's learning how to be a mother to oh, yeah. this new being? Like, and there's so many ways, so many things, obviously, that is happening and that we're being fed as well in this so postpartum time. I'm so grateful that the, my first uh, experience becoming a mother, I still just had a flip phone at that point. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. But, but that circles back to like how quick, like how, like, um, I, I'm going to sound like an old lady now, but like how quick technology has changed because that wasn't that long ago. Like my daughter's 17 and I like, that was 2005. And yeah, I just had a flip phone when she was born. That was all that like, okay, maybe you could get an iPhone, but most people didn't have a smartphone at that time. It yeah. was quite normal not to. And I mean, there wasn't even Facebook back then. It wasn't even Facebook back then. I really do sound like a little late. It's true. Like, yeah. and so I was able to go into motherhood with a more grounded sense of who I was and presence to my child in a, in a deeper way than how easy it is now with my fourth <laughs> to plug into Instagram or Facebook and like get all these other images of motherhood thrown at me versus experiencing it um, from my lens, like it's so, so much easier to get caught up in it and, or just or take you that. away from it. Right. Like remove you from the lens of motherhood totally. and propel you back into quote unquote real life. Yeah. Where that is the narrative for new mothers is get back to life as soon as possible. Get back to your totally. body as soon, as soon as possible. Get back to let's pretend that didn't happen. Well, and, and Melissa and I did an episode about intentional postpartum and I'm not even sure if we mentioned it in that episode, but like we were both intentional about how we use social media in our early postpartum times, because it is so easy and we know how easy it is to like go after that dopamine hit and like sort of keep yourself sort of in that space versus in presence and what's in front of you right now. Absolutely. Especially if you're struggling. It's yeah. like a, it's a, it's a different form. Like I used to love smoking cigarettes back in my <laughs> early twenties. And we both, <laughs> and, <laughs> and sure, like, it's like, <laughs> <That's tense. and laughs> we're sitting here recording the podcast with two cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, like it kind of reminds me a lot of that sort of vibe of like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to unplug from my reality and just plug into this uh metaverse if you will yeah <laughs> and and uh and get that dopamine hit and like kind of just have a, an escape from my everyday and it can be so easy to kind of get sucked in uh, and that's yeah. what they want that's what these big companies want they want us to be immersed they want us to become zombies because it's going to be a lot easier for us to consume because yeah. we're also going to be looking at like what other people have and what we don't have and like kind of get caught up in that like rat race of, of comparison. 
comparison and yeah, just like, I mean, this brings us into like being a, being a consumer of actual like goods, Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially, oh my gosh. Well, especially as a, uh, a new mom or any person about to have a baby. Um, it's like, Oh, I gotta get this. I gotta get that. I gotta get this. Oh my gosh. I need to get this like useless thing that nobody has ever had prior to like five years ago, but I gotta have it. Um, but I mean, this is how we operate in general. Like you look at a company like Amazon and how easy and accessible it is to just hop on there and buy whatever your little heart desires in the moment. And we're not thinking, we're not thinking we're, we go into zombie mode and Mm -hmm. we go on. And in that moment, we don't give a shit who we are buying from, who we are supporting. Mm -hmm. We don't care. We don't care because we do it, but you know, because it takes the extra effort to get into your car, make time in your busy schedule to go to the store, to get the cotton swabs, you're going to mm-hmm. fucking order it off of Amazon mm-hmm. or wherever, <laughs> you know? And, you know, this is a company that didn't pay taxes for so many years, like up until like a couple of years ago, Crazy. a multi-billion dollar company. And, and the, I still the don't thing know is, taxes, but yeah, well, and the thing is like a lot of us are aware, a lot of us do have that awareness, but we kind of stuff that down. And they're like, but I need it tomorrow. And it's so much more convenient. So I'll just be an asshole just this one time. Just this one time. Bye now. Bye. Like, oh, <laughs> super easy. Like, so, so like, and, and again, this is no judgment. Okay. No. Like right? I, I do this. <laughs> I do. I do. So like, that's where we're speaking from is like, it's like, we do have this awareness and yet we are still kind of caught up in this matrix of yeah. consumerism, of big tech. And I mean, both Melissa and I work in the online space. Like it, it, social media is a, a pillar of how we connect with our clients and potential clients. So it's not something that we necessarily want to unplug from or, or remove from our lives we can also there is also like a positive spin to to these spaces and that's why this conversation is so nuanced and melissa and i love to to dive into these more challenging topics because we know that someone else there is also thinking about this like this this feeling of incongruency almost like with our values and how we're showing up and how how can we get closer to showing up in our value system and yeah with well and in our nature the tentacles yeah and in our nature and without letting these techni- what is it technology tentacles, tentacles. Uh, t- yeah technology. the tentacles <laughs> the of technology, technology. Oh yeah like God. how can we how can we keep them off of us so that mm-hmm. we can interact in these spaces and in sovereignty without big pharma, big, uh, big tech, all these conglomerates sort of watching us, how can we be in this space and do it in sovereignty, do it with, with integrity and be in the creation rather than the, the consuming part of it. Yeah, totally. I mean, it takes a lot of awareness and a desire, I think, to want to kind of restore 
biology to restore mm. our natural back to our natural rhythm, our natural rhythms as humans in general, and like valuing connection and people over technology, hiding behind technology in whatever form that is valuing, you know, supporting local businesses and, you know, mom and pop shops over Amazon and Walmart and whatever other big store you're shopping at and just starting to bring more. This is like, it's such a big process. It is such a big huge ginormous process to really change over your life to like clean living clean consuming you know and really like coming back to who we are as human beings and having boundaries too like having boundaries with like how we use technology and even something I do uh, like I have a limit on my phone I only like yeah. I have a lip like telling me that like I've been on Instagram for like 45 minutes like it and it pops up like hey do you want 15 more minutes or yeah I have that off, kind of, right like so it helps set something that's that can be helpful like like such a practical thing but it's it is amazing how quickly you can spend oh. time on these on these spaces or in these spaces without even sort of recognizing it totally yeah well, the other, the other part of this that I think is kind of fascinating is if I'm sure there's people out there who have seen the social dilemma. Um, mm. And we also kind of were talking about this when we started the conversation uh, or before we started it, but, you know, there's people on there who have worked for big companies, like big tech companies who were, you know, engineers and like sort of the the minds behind create the creation and the yeah the creation of these technologies and a lot of them coming out and speaking up about it and being like we actually didn't know like we were just doing it to do it and because it's kind of like it's a new challenge it's a new technology you know everybody wants to be coming out with the latest and the best and the cutting edge and all of that um and something that's interesting to think about is like why is this stuff not like monitored and why is there no control why aren't there why aren't there like philosophers and human behavior specialists and psychologists and mm-hmm. neurologists and and ethics people ethics people <laughs> and you know you know <laughs> psychics and like people who work you know with the soul and personal development like why aren't there why isn't there a whole board of people behind her being like okay we are dealing with something that we don't know yeah but it comes to the infiltration of our subconscious of psyche as human beings, we don't even understand the brain completely. Mm. Like there's a small fraction of it that we actually understand. So what are we doing with this? Like there's no, there, we don't have that in place no. as far as I'm concerned. No, um, because it's, and it's so new and it's changing so rapidly. It's changing. So, yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of us are spent like spending a lot of time in in this space of the online virtual world versus our real tangible natural world yeah and it's pulling us away from our environment like our natural environment totally 
And, you know, that's not, I mean, you, I mean, you, you take an elephant out of nature and you put it in the zoo and you lock it up. Mm -hmm. What's that going to do? Like we see that we see this, we have evidence of what it does to the natural world when we take it and we cage it up and we put a muzzle on it. You know, it's like, we see what it will do. We see what it causes. You take a whale out of the ocean and you put it into a tank and start trying to train it to our liking. What is that going to do? Like they go into depression. They go into like their life force gets sucked from them. They study this. So it's like, how are we not applying some of this to this situ, this very real situation? Because that's essentially what we're doing is we're pulling ourselves out of the community face to face person to person. And now, and especially after the whole pandemic situation, people are now spending more time at home, more time behind their computer, more time trying to distract themselves, less connection time. You go out, you don't even see people's faces anymore. Like there's less human connection and that's so fucking damaging. And I mean, this was like this before the pandemic, but I think after it's become even more obviously more of a situation totally and and i and i think what's different too about like our our post 2020 life is this um aspect of normalcy around it Mm. that that it's like been normalized that we're spending so much time with in in bed yeah literally or metaphorically with technology and and it's scary (laughs) to think about where this could be heading and kind of confronting when you when you have those moments too where you're where you are that person that has gotten kind of sucked in that's happened to me before for sure like where I've gotten kind of sucked into this realm and it's like disabilized my whole nervous system being in we sucked into this online space. And that's what and, it's meant to do. Oh, and then all of a sudden I need medication to deal with my anxiety and depression that I now have. We're going to get some <laughs> cool ads after this conversation on our, on our devices. Yeah, we're going to get kicked <laughs> off the internet. <laughs> we're anti-internet. No, we're not. This is not, this is not, we're not, this isn't a pro or, you know, uh, we're for or against anything. It's simply opening up a dialogue. Can we do that? Totally. Can we, can we, I don't know. It is 2022. We can't have a dialogue. We we have to be more polarized here. We can't have a middle ground. (laughs) There's no middle ground allowed. Oh my God. Well, that's the other (laughs) thing too. It's right. It's like, nobody's allowed to have a different kind of opinion. Mm -hmm. Nobody's allowed yeah, to have the censorship. the censorship that's happening all over the place. Nobody can deny it. No matter which side you are on, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can't deny it. Yeah. It is insanity. This, my friends, is the zombie apocalypse. Welcome. Yeah. So what do we do? I mean, to answer my own question, um, <laughs> Yes, Melissa. I, I feel share, like share your wisdom, please. <laughs> you I'm see, here for it. I feel like I feel like um, so many yoni codes is like this is a callback to our bodies. Yeah, this is a callback to, to our, our. This is a callback to nature. 
this is a callback to each because other because we are nature that's the thing like we are nature and i feel like everyone fucking forgets it it's like yeah. we are nature can we you imagine if human. we just like dumped and we went into like and went on an african safari and like dumped a bunch of like ipads and ipods and tvs and uh, xboxes and you know a big a big computer with amazon just open and all the animals walking past the, the elephants and the lions and the like they're like what the what like where's my gazelle <laughs> this is useless to me i've got look at this look what where look where i am i've got the sky i've got the earth i've got I've got my crew of other elephants <laughs> oh my god uh, anyways it's like what are we doing with all of this stuff we got to come back to our nature we got to remember who we are and who we are in relation to each other. I mean, one thing that I've noticed that I've really started to crave a lot is, is, is in-person community. And I think we talked about this in the other podcast we did and we're like, well, we can't necessarily always see people face to face. So it is wonderful to connect over zoom and have really good conversation, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of feeling like this is really an invitation in this show to like get out into your community, connect with people that make you feel good, who share similar or not even similar, but just, yeah, just make you feel good, light you up when you're around them and see them face to face and be around them. Put your phone on silent. I don't know. Um, mm. Get out into nature together, go for a hike. I don't know, do something together with people. And I, I feel like we need to do this more. I need to do it more. Mm -hmm. I crave it more yeah and if you are in a in a place of isolation or perhaps your mental health isn't in a in a in a space where where connection with others still feels like a big leap becoming more embodied in yourself in your own being um coming back to that relationship with you mm -hmm. um is is another huge step um in releasing the tentacles of technology <laughs> yeah. um because that's that's the thing too is like the we can become numbed it's like another source of like numbing out like um similar to like overeating or drinking or mm -hmm. smoking loads of weed or you know like that that sort of space the same thing can happen with technology that like dopamine head of like the likes and and the always being able to find something to entertain you like it's all like there's always something there if you remember back in the 90s when you like go on tv and you're trying to find a show and you just like you end up watching like the same episode of the golden girls again like <laughs> and you're like ah screw it i'm gonna turn this off and go outside you know yeah. <laughs> like there's like there's always something now to entertain us like there's not like there's like all all sorts of ways we can we yeah, can get. It's like there's so many I often find my it's like you get frantic almost you're like oh like okay I'm yeah. not gonna go on my phone so maybe I'll go on my computer no uh, oh, oh, and you get agitated and then you feel like bored and it's like we we forgot how to let ourselves be bored totally. we forgot 
that boredom can actually be a really beautiful space to be in. Even with kids too, it's like you see, mm-hmm. you know, with there's so many toys and different things that you can distract them with. It's like, well, can we teach our kids to be bored, to be with their boredom? Because that's where imagination and creativity is sparked from. I've been really feeling in my sacred pause, which people have probably heard me now talk about on the show or on my social. Um, I've been really leaning into just like giving myself little breaks, even if it's like two minutes, like going up to my bed, lying down, like literally, even if I have two minutes without my phone, without anything, and just like laying there with no intention to meditate, no intention to nap, no intention to nothing, like no intention just to go there, to just be alone with myself away from stimuli and center myself essentially. And it's been so good for me. I've forgotten. Maybe I wasn't even aware. Actually, I don't even know. Obviously I did forget, but I feel like this wasn't something I used to give myself before. Boredom felt like a curse to me. And now I'm like really trying to embrace it. Like I can let myself be here and not know what to do and not need to do anything. So I can just be alone with myself and let, let the inspiration come. If it comes let the racing thoughts be there if they need to be there, not trying to do anything with it, but just being. Yeah. Just and it's being. been really nice. The more I let myself do it, the more I'm like, oh, craving it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to get away from it all and just clear the energy, clear your mind, clear, clear your body. Yeah. And, and I love that practice because it's also like a way to I call it like feeling your edges, like mm-hmm. actually feeling into your own sense of of where you are in that moment as well. Like, and you can kind of tune into yourself a lot better when you're when you are unplugged, when you do give yourself space to just be, and it you don't have to be constantly creating or doing or mm-hmm. or being engaged and like letting that fear of missing out, like letting it go can be really empowering. Mm -hmm. Even like asking yourself, like, what am I missing out on? Totally. Like kind of coaching yourself around that because it's not a, it's not rational or logical. It's just a plant. (laughs) It's been planted there so that we can. And it's addicting. It's an, it's, it's created on purpose to be a an addicting space to be in the online world like yeah for sure for sure yeah oh my goodness okay so what's the yoni code throw out your phone no i'm just kidding (laughs) the yoni code is inviting us to reconnect back to community back Mm. to how do we contribute to sustainable living how do we support local businesses? How do we, how do we give ourselves space to be in our own nature? So the, the Yoni Code is like, is an invitation to explore true community living. Yeah. And who are you in, as part of the community? Yeah. Are you going to be the one who's sitting at home on your phone? Are you going to get out and be part of your community? You know, bringing your friend who just had a baby, a 
a lasagna that you made, <laughs> like mm-hmm. getting out into nature and doing some forest bathing with your friends instead of opting for a Zoom date mm-hmm. in the morning. I don't know. Because it's easier. Yeah. And like releasing yourself from the trap of convenience. Like let yourself, let things be a little bit inconvenient. Yeah. I love that. So what? Yeah. So what if it's inconvenient? Then what? Is yeah. it that inconvenient? Or, or is it just life? Because one, oh my God, if that's inconvenient, then life is inconvenient. Mm-hmm. If we lived out in nature, we'd have to go and like hunt for food and forage and, you know, play and, and find things to do, connect with each other and create warmth and you know we'd have to do all of this stuff that's not inconvenience that's living Mm, yes so how are we cultivating that kind that kind of mindfulness and awareness and intentionality in how we live our lives yeah all right thanks for joining I'd love to hear we'd both love to hear your thoughts join us over at the yoni codes on instagram we, yeah, this is just an invitation for you to, to explore this more and, and feel into where this lands in your heart. Mm-hmm. Maybe to evaluate your relationship with technology. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we all did that? Hmm. Like just thought, like if everybody was just like, yeah, let's create a healthier relationship with this. Let's see what we're actually doing here. Mm-hmm. We would be different. Humanity would be different in a heartbeat. Just some food for thought. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this Yoni Code. If this episode moved, inspired, or flat out entertained you, please head over to iTunes and give us five stars or share with a friend. Follow us on Instagram at the Yoni Codes to continue the conversation. Oh, and make sure to click on the link in the profile for other ways to connect. We look forward to unlocking the next Yoni Code together.